0: Hello, and welcome back to the Shea Station Podcast. It's episode 116. This is the second time today I'm doing this intro because we did an episode this morning all about Jacob DeGrom, and now that's old news because Justin Verlander has just signed with the Mets on a two-year, $86 million deal with a third-year vesting option. We just found out about this, so you're going to get our raw reaction. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jack, a.k.a. Jolly. Joining me is former Mets pitcher Jerry Blevins. Jerry, shoot, what the hell, man? What's going on?
1: Yeah, we went from JD to JV. Uh, I'm excited, man. I've I've been on the receiving end. Give it a decade ago uh, on the Scherzer Verlander combination when they were in Detroit together. They beat my my A's, whom oh. you have become familiar with through our uh, friendship entanglement, if you will. From a from a a fancy word, uh, but I'm excited, <laughs> man. This is a big deal. This is another. Huge AAV sign. This is another huge, we are going for it because both him and Scherzer want to win a World Series. uh, Another one for for both of them. Uh, This is a big deal. This is a big deal with a bunch of question marks. I don't think they're done, but this was a direct response to DeGrom leaving and they've counterpunched. This is what we were talking about before this morning. But this is uh, what we were saying. Now the Mets know what they need to do now that Jacob deGrom is off the table. They're going to point in what direction. They're talking about Rodon or Verlander or maybe both. This is Verlander for sure. That's going to bring in a lot of uh, positive reviews from guys that want to win too. So this this is big and this is exciting.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just, we, it's kind of a whirlwind because we recorded this morning, kind of a a somber episode. I think it, you know, a lot of our takeaways were good about DeGrom, but in the end it was, you know, where did the Mets kind of go from here? What's the next step? And we did talk about Verlander and Rodon. And of course, Verlander ends up being the option. I mean, the guy just won the American league Cy Young. He's got three to his name now through 175 innings with a 175 ERA last year. The guy was the real deal after making one start in the prior two years combined. Uh, So it was kind of a risky bet for the Astros to make at $25 million. Now the Mets are making that same bet at $86 million. He's getting pretty much the same AAV as Scherzer does. So it's going to be Verlander and Scherzer at the top of the Mets rotation as the two highest paid starting pitchers annually, both for the New York Mets. It's a crazy, crazy transaction. I think, honestly, if you hedge your bets... DeGrom for 5 and 185, maybe Verlander for 2 and 86 might be a better bet. I mean, time will really tell. But Verlander is going to be 40 years old. This is going to be the father time Mets rotation for sure. And like you said, they're probably not done. And I'm hoping they're looking to maybe instill some youth in this rotation afterward. But it's hard to not get excited about the prospect of these two reuniting uh, in the
1: blue and orange. This, This is a huge science experiment in the baseball world. This is a a short-term deal for guys clearly in their advanced age, but who have been successful recently. Give them what they're worth in a short-term period. They're both recognizing that this isn't uh, the old Albert Pujol signing for 10 years. This isn't the young version of Bryce Harper on the market. This is two guys, one coming off of a Cy Young, Uh, that are very advanced in age, but a very successful, will it win? Can they produce? This is a, this is a, other teams will take these high AAVs teams like the Dodgers or a team uh, in the middle. That's like, all right, we need one more piece. I'll give you 50 million for this year to go out and push us over the edge. Uh, The Mets are trying to do something. They're building still for the future. They have it gotten rid of their future they didn't have to trade a bunch of prospects they didn't have to sign a 10-year deal it's still open but they're going for it now this is a this is a stopgap but also still a bridge it's crazy
0: yeah I mean it's just first of all it's ludicrous to think that uh two years ago the Mets went to winter meetings and they signed Rick Porcello and Michael Walker and that was it <laughs> that was, they were done that was their offseason. that's hilarious that's At, hilarious and, It's just crazy how much things have changed in such a short amount of time. But, I mean, we talked a lot about, okay, Steve Cohen – going to pivot and you know really focus on this overarching five-year plan really try and build up the farm system not spend too much money not blow past the luxury tax that's out the window i mean the mets are going for broke again they're going to try and be world series contenders once again and this is sort of the kickoff to what's going to be probably a star-studded offseason for the mets and uh, justin verlander you know there are, there are guys behind him like jameson tyone that the mets are eyeing we've been linked to andrew heaney like i don't think they're done spending on this rotation yet and you can't be because while the top three is pretty good now i think you feel good about Verlander Scherzer and Carrasco Verlander's 40 Scherzer's 37 Carrasco's 36 like what are we going to get out of these guys they're the oldest they've been obviously and they've proven track records but you don't really know what the future holds with any of them Uh, I'm not trying to speak pessimistically because I'm thinking at a thousand words per minute right now I'm very very excited about Verlander coming to New York Um, but I mean it's just such a whirlwind because the Mets responded so swiftly it almost feels like this was kind of the plan. Like, you know, if you get DeGrom back on three for 120, you know, that's, that's really good. You're really happy about that. But if you don't, you quickly pivot and you get a proven winner, a guy that just won the World Series, got a win in that World Series, pitched incredibly well down the stretch and justin verlander uh i really like some of the tweets that i'm reading about how the mets subtracted two cy young awards and then added three more with justin verlander that's funny uh it's crazy man it's hard to collect my thoughts he should right have now, more than sure. that he won yeah, he, he lost
1: one to rick porcello that i still can't believe
0: who just retired today Happy. by the way the Mets
1: fans are also getting kate upton coming in who they are who defended her man rightfully so in that Cy Young talk, but,
0: and in the Philly stands was, you know, cursing out the fans saying, what's up. So i that's right. She's great. Like the-
1: uh, she was awesome. She's from Vieira where the nationals are, you know, their old spring training home. So she right. does a lot for the area. They're getting a good, they're getting, uh, this'll be a Hollywood signing for everything that that Justin Verlander is on the field. He's also that off the field. Um, uh, yeah. I've had a chance to, to run into him a few times. He's an old school bulldog, Bob Gibson style competitor to go along with with scherzer these are two guys that just want to be the best that ever lived at their job it's wild um geez this is exciting (laughs) it really is exciting because this is it tells me a few things again we're in safe hands covering the mets being fans of the mets mets fans are in good hands because they have a plan they weren't blindsided that jacob Degrom chose to go elsewhere. They were ready to pivot. They were ready to do what they needed to do to still field a very capable team. They have different strategies. If Verlander chose, I guarantee you they had something else behind, ready to go. Uh, It's exciting. Again, very smart move, very smart to just be like, look, this is what we got to do. Here's what you want, Verlander. Here's what we're willing to give you. Let's figure it out.
0: And Verlander is a guy that has pitched in the American league his entire career. There are some longtime national league hitters that maybe have never seen Justin Verlander before. And he's coming to the NL East for the first time, which is extremely exciting. And you know, if, if the Mets bring back Chris Bassett as well, you kind of have like this old man Legion in the rotation, which I, <laughs> I kind of love. Like I kind of love that they're all just like grizzled vets. And I know I talk about this a lot when we bring in new players, But I really, really like signings where we bring in guys that have been around the block and are proven winners. Justin Verlander has pitched in so many big games in his career, including just last year three-time Cy Young winner has been to the World Series, has won the World Series. Has played lost for
1: the, the World Series. Has lost
0: the World Series, which I think is equally as important, building that adversity and how you respond to it. It's just, it's a really, really fun signing. And I didn't expect it to happen on day one of the winter meetings, but that must mean that the Mets brass really wowed this guy and really convinced him that this is the place he needs to be because it didn't take long to pivot and bring him home, which is insane. And I'm looking at his numbers from last year, and I'm I'm I can't even believe that he's already a Met.
1: Give me give me some numbers.
0: 28 starts, which is amazing, coming off coming off a Tommy John year. That's crazy. 28 starts, you take that to the bank. 175 innings, uh, a 0.83 WHIP, which is incredible. 2.49 FIP, 1.75 ERA, nearly a 10 K per nine. A Cy Young, an All Star, tenth in MVP voting. I mean, just it's crazy it's it's yeah. two years ago rick Porcello, and michael Walker. that was two years ago it's crazy absolutely crazy
1: pretty big deal man that's exciting again for everybody i'm still sad about Degrom. i'll forever be sad about Degrom. All right, but, but this is this, a pretty
0: good you know potion this
1: was an answer and an immediate one one where people can feel good again they don't let The tides fall away. They still are in the driver's seat. They're still focused and steering in a direction, trying to win World Series, fielding a competitive team. They didn't have to get rid of anybody. They didn't have to get rid of a draft pick by signing him because he couldn't get the qualifying offer. Huge, yeah. Very, very impressive because, again, this is an idea about where the ship needs to go. Where are they steering this this organization? Uh, Very exciting.
0: Yeah, I think that's all I have for now because I really can't, you know, wrap my brain around this. I'm sure, you know, better analysis will come in the coming days, but this is, you know, 15 minutes after the fact we did. You know, we did we did the best we could, I think. <laughs> I think
1: <laughs> the idea that Verlander and Scherzer are together again and I'm happy about it is killing this, my oh decade oh my ago gosh. self because I wanted to loathe these two <laughs> human beings uh, but as a former player competitor I'm very uh, appreciative of what they bring to the table this is incredible um, again this is a this is an experiment man this is is it possible to win like this um, and to be on a team or be covering a team that's at the forefront of trying something a little bit different? you know uh it's pretty exciting i gotta admit
0: yeah man and i mean you know they're gonna try and make it up to you for the next two years that's for sure you get (laughs) two years of this two years crazy so um this will lead into what we recorded this morning which is unfortunately a little bit of a downplay in energy, of course, because we didn't have this that's
1: okay. You could splice it, you guys edit it. You can we'll splice m- it. Jack's together. gonna
0: work his magic, he's gonna do his best. He's working all on it right. as all we right. Well, speak. I, again, this is
1: a great day to be a Mets fan, so yeah. um, it's it's sad that the Grom's lost, but Verlander is coming in with a pedigree all his own. He's not, he's not, uh, there's a sneaky chance that he gets 300 wins, the maybe the last pitcher to ever do it. He's like 56 maybe. games away. That's three years or two incredible years, <laughs> <laughs> but that's probably three years. Um, he won eighteen
0: um, games last year. It's not impossible.
1: I mean, it's not impossible, man. So uh, I'm sure three hundred wins is is on. Um, what a thought process. Three hundred wins is, is is in his sights. I'm sure he's looking for that. Let's um, start it with just an amazing 2022.
0: Yeah, man. Not Let's much else Mets, to say. Man. Let's, Let's go, go. Mets. uh Enjoy the rest of the episode, guys, um, and you know, kind of chuckle about it hearing us talk about. Well, what what are they going to do next? Well, yeah, now we What are know. they going to do? They did now something. Now we
1: know. <laughs> enjoy.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Shea Station Podcast. It is episode 116. It's Monday, December 5th. And by now, you've seen our reactions about the news about Jacob deGrom. I did a little 10 minute video. Jerry did his own reaction on his page. And we wanted to sit down today to kind of do a full thought process, get all the thoughts out in the open, and do a proper episode for Jacob deGrom here. So that's what we're going to do for the next half hour. I'm one of your co hosts, Jack, aka Jolly. Joining me is Jerry Blevins. Jerry, how are you doing, man? How was your
1: weekend? I'm good. Uh, Good weekend. Still sad. Still sad that Jacob DeGrom's not going to be a New York Met. Uh, But I'm good. It was fun. We went to Cirque du Soleil with some family and friends. Fun fun stuff.
0: And the Bengals beat the Chiefs, right?
1: I mean, I was going to say it, but yeah, they beat again. (laughs) Again, they beat 3
0: 0 this year, by the way. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah, but the larger baseball news is Jacob deGrom is a Texas Ranger for at least the next five years. A five-year, $185 million contract. That is a lot of money. It also includes a six-year option that could take it up to $222 million. Uh, our guy John Boy broke down the sixth year for those who don't know. I think the condition is that in the fifth year, if deGrom throws at least 170 innings, finishes top five in Cy Young voting, and finishes the year healthy, he'll get that option exercised. It's a lot of money. It makes Jacob deGrom the second highest paid player or second highest paid pitcher in baseball next season, right behind Max Scherzer. And there's a lot to kind of dissect and take apart about the contract. But first, Jerry, I just want to get your, your raw emotional take about the whole situation.
1: Yeah, purely selfishly. uh, I am sad. I'm sad that I won't get to cover him quite as closely. Um, I've said it a million times, but one of the highlights of my career is just watching this guy go to work and being a part of a, that 2018, that 2017, that 2016 team, watching him ascend to God level, you know, S tier amazingness. Uh, The guy is truly special. So I am sad. I was thinking about uh, spring training and how it's basically this huge spectacle. Every time he takes the mound in a bullpen, you see all of his peers come around. It's like, everything stops in the entire facility and people come around to watch this guy because he's that special. Um, and that's gone. The mystique of him being the Met. Uh, he's now a Ranger. So I am excited for him though. I'm excited to see what Texas is doing. I mean, they went out and got uh, Marcus Simeon and Seager and now they get to I, I don't know what they're doing, but I know Chris Young is a very smart man, very competitive wants to win uh, shout out to my scout that signed me, Brian Williams. The We were with the Cubs. He is now with the Texas Rangers. I spoke to him this morning. He's excited. Um, just want to give him a shout out. But uh, I'm excited to see what he does, and I'm more excited to see what the Mets do now that that big question mark is off the table. So I, I think that's – I'm now past – most of the sorrow. And I'm sure I'll go in and out forever because I'm still sad that Freddie Freeman wasn't, isn't a brave anymore. Um, but I'm excited to see what the Mets do now that there's, there's a, a clearer path to what they have to do now.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, I'm glad that you shout out Chris Young, former Met. I think that connection kind of always was there between him and DeGrom. And the Rangers are definitely building something interesting. They had Semien and Seeger, like you mentioned before. Nathaniel Lowe had a really quiet, good year at first base for them. Jonah Heim has been great. And that rotation looks kind of solid now. Martin Perez is there. John Gray. Dane Dunning had a good year. They got Jake Odorizzi, and now they have Jacob DeGrom. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if it's enough to kind of compete with the Astros and the Mariners who kind of seem like they're a leg up still, uh, but I don't believe the Rangers are done. They're still linked to Carlos Rodon, and we'll we'll definitely talk about Rodon in a little bit as potential options that the Mets can explore to try and replace Jacob deGrom But it is a ton of money. I mean, it places Jake at the top end of the guys getting paid next year to throw balls from the pitching mound. Uh, Right ahead of Garrett Cole, guys like Shohei Otani, Chris Sale. They're right up there with DeGrom. And, you know, he gets the deal he's been looking for. We knew from the beginning of the season that he was going to opt out. He made it abundantly clear from the get-go, despite that, you know, option that would still give him a lot of money to stay with the Mets next year. Uh, And the Mets were in it. Uh, I think their last offer was a three-year, $120 million offer, which the Rangers kind of just blew past. It didn't really give them a chance to get a rebound in there. Um, I will say, as a Mets fan of many, many years, uh, from a pure fan perspective, the only silver lining is that Jacob deGrom is not an Atlanta Brave, which I think is, you know, it's worth mentioning because that would have been you know, four or five years of watching the Grand pitch for your arch rival, it would have been much, much tougher uh, to swallow. The Mets will see the Rangers every year with the new stipulation that every team plays every team, but it's definitely a, a different magnitude there. And the Rangers don't have that lineage of producing a winning ball club every year. Um, so I, I at least am happy about that. I'm trying to find positive notions in any of this. And the other positive notion is that, you know, last year we saw Steve Cohen Going on, going on a rage spending spree after Stephen Matt signed with the Cardinals, thinking that he would come to the Mets. Uh, this takes that to a whole new level because it's Jacob Degrom, and uh, the free agent market is robust with talent this year, to say the least.
1: Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting uh, where they go, what they do. I, I want to touch upon like there's a lot of talk about oh he's just a sellout. He wanted he just wanted money, didn't want New York. Um, what are your thoughts on that kind of the jaded aspect of, of how you feel? Give me, give me your thoughts.
0: So, yeah, I think I, I definitely want to gauge you after this. Cause I think it's important to have the fan perspective and the analyst perspective with this kind of thing. Uh, one thing I want to say is that, um, baseball players don't really ever get the chance to choose where they want to play. If they're at that kind of elite level that Jacob deGrom is, uh, there's always going to be, Loopholes and team control things to try and keep them for as long as they can, and this was Jacob Degrom's first real opportunity to choose where he wanted to go. Um, I mean, the guy warms up to the song "Simple Man" by Leonard skinnard. He is a country boy, you know, like he's not New York bred. I I'm sure he was built for New York because he had plenty of success here, um, but maybe it was a change of scenery thing. I don't, I don't really take it as greed because if you're at the top of your profession, you should try to get the most money possible. And there was a team willing to give Jacob deGrom a ludicrous amount of money. Uh, Granted, three years, $120 million is still a sizable contract that I think, you know, deGrom would have been happy with if not for the Rangers' offer. Um, But you kind of have to expect it at the end of the day that the Rangers were in pursuit of this guy for over a year. DeGrom made plenty of mention that he kind of wanted to be a little bit closer to the South. And, you know... With all things considered, the Mets still got one of the best nine-year stretches of any pitcher maybe ever in their history. Um, A fan like myself wanted to see DeGrom go, you know, goalpost to goalpost, finish the entire career uh, with the Mets. But that kind of thing just, it doesn't really happen anymore. I mean, the example I brought up in my reaction was Adam Wainwright is going to give it one more year with the St. Louis Cardinals, and that'll be it. And that'll be pretty much the only example outside of Clayton Kershaw that I can think of of one guy staying with one team uh, for their entire career. Uh, I There's a lot I'm of behind-the-scenes stuff.
1: You he might he might join him in Texas. That's
0: true. DeG- I mean, Kershaw is DeGrom's age, you know? Like, he's still Kershaw. got probably six or seven good more years because he's Clayton Kershaw, and he's amazing. Um, but, you know, I mean, take it for what you will. I, I'm sure you know, we're not going to tell people how to feel, and you said that in your reaction. I really appreciated that because feel however you want. You know, you're entitled to have that reaction because this is a monumental day, you know, on the worst end. Uh, for Mets in their history, but it's, it's a tough pill to swallow for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, You touched on a good, I don't know if Kershaw has like six or seven years. I think his body is, is, and I don't know if he wants to do it for that long. He's got kids, whatever the case. I think he's
0: pitching until he's 40. Come
1: on. You think, I don't know if he's going to want it. I don't think he's Tom Brady, but Hmm. well, it could be, I hope he does. He's (laughs) fantastic. But for me, DeGrom The New York thing, he did enjoy pitching here. I know for a fact, just because he chose somewhere else doesn't mean the things that he said was a lie. It's not all clear cut one way or the other. There is no, it's not black and white. There's so much gray area. He did enjoy pitching in New York. He did enjoy living in New York. Uh, A lot of aspects of New York are amazing. I know he didn't enjoy as much of the media attention which comes with New York and part of the job, which he opened up to later in his career, but he was always, he's a, just let me pitch. I'll do my thing. And he learned that part of being one of the best pitchers in the biggest market is you have to open up a little bit. You have to be more available. Uh, And he did it and he did it fine. But I think there were aspects of New York that were tough pill to swallow traffic. He couldn't have his truck in the city You know what I mean? He couldn't drive the way he wanted to drive. There are just so many different aspects of of lifestyle that comes with living in New York that is different. And he, he did enjoy, I know for a fact that he did enjoy, he did love New York. He did love putting the Mets uniform on. Um, But I guess he just wanted, first of all, the contract, he got a fifth year. That is a sign of respect for him saying, I want a fifth year. Now I don't know the negotiations between the Mets and DeGrom specifically. Never ask him about it. We'll never ask him. It's none of my business. I don't want to breach into a friendship like that. But I imagine it was a lot like Freddie Freeman's where the, the Braves were like, this is, we're only going to go five years. And Freddie's like, I want a sixth year. I feel I have earned it in this uniform. And you're not going to give it to me. And the Braves are like, five years is the best we can do. So I think maybe that the Mets were like three years, maybe four years is all we can do. And the, and the Rangers were like, we'll give you a fifth year with a possible sixth year. And that is, a, that is a huge sign of respect. So that on top of just seeing something different, playing in Texas, being outside of, a, of, of New York City is appealing. Uh, a different way of life. He can buy a home. He can buy a whole plot of land and and live. You can't do that in New York, not in the same way. It's just different. And it's no disrespect to New York. He's not saying, I hate your way of life. He enjoyed it. He's just saying, maybe it's time for something different. So I understand your anger, but I don't think this is a clear cut. You're a liar. You said you wanted to be a Met and you chose not to be. I think there was a, a thousand million different Um points that that pointed this way and i think everything that he said about being in new york and wanting to he never did the i remember the cinder guard you know i'm gonna gonna be back in new york Yeah. yeah so that i can understand you being really upset with this was different he he said all along you know i'm opting out and i'm gonna see what free agency is it's nothing against new york it's nothing against the mets nothing against the fans nothing against the city He just needed something different, I guess. And a team offered him a sign of respect at a great amount of money with a lot better taxes and something different. And all those things added up to being he's going to choose to go on a new adventure. So, you know, he has every right to do it. Like you said, pitcher plays, baseball players, athletes in general hardly ever get a chance to choose where they want to go. Um. And he got a chance to do that, and he chose something different.
0: Yeah, I mean, nine years is a long time. And uh, I, w- I wanted to ask the listeners about how they felt about the whole thing because we were about 48 hours removed last night. Uh, we posted uh, on Chase Station Twitter and Instagram just asking you guys for reactions and comments. And there's two from Twitter that I wanted to pick out and uh, specifically highlight uh, for what you just said exactly. Uh, from at Ranked27, he said he can go wherever he chooses to, and he did. Rangers feel like an ultimate money and years move. They wanted to play out the rest of his career quietly. It's pretty sad to me, honestly. thought we had a career Mets legend for this generation, but I understand, and I think that's pretty accurate amidst all the things that we've said so far. And then Jack Durkin, uh, weatherman, Durkin, Durkin Weather uh, was his ad on Twitter. He brought up an interesting point that I want to get to next. Uh, life goes on. We won 101 games with minimal impact from, uh, from DeGrom this past season. No matter who is on the Mets, I'll be rooting for them come spring. And, you know... We talk a lot about DeGrom's injury history and stuff like that. When he's on the mound, he's fantastic. Uh, We only saw DeGrom for the last two months of the season last year, and I think the first four months are what Mets fans really like to remember most about the 2021 season, considering how it ended. Uh, Degrom was still great in those eleven starts, and he got our only playoff win. Uh, but this is still something—a team that the Mets can really build on in free agency. There's a lot of avenues they can go towards to try and rebuild this rotation. With you know most of the lineups still coming back, albeit Brandon Nimmo hitting free agency as well. Um, so all is not lost. It certainly feels that way because you know the longest tenured Met uh, in terms of active players is no longer a Met. Now you're looking at Tomas Nido and Luis Guillerme as the pillars of the past. Uh, And, you know, I think it's a a big thing that not a lot of people have talked about is that, you know, it's that last relic of that 2015 team, a team that a lot of us hold near and dear to our hearts. That was the last remaining piece of that era. And now it's officially a new era of Mets baseball. And it kind of has been for a few years. Steve Cohen is the owner. There's a new GM. There's Buck Showalter as your manager. There's all these new players coming in. You know, we are distant from that time because it is seven years ago. And I think. Some fans might have wanted to hold on to it a little bit longer by having Jacob DeGrom retire as a Met. And the reality of it is, you know, baseball is a cruel sport. You know, the market is a, it's, it's pretty cruel all around. Uh, but I think it's it'll give the Mets a little bit of initiative to try and, you know, rebuild their identity and create a new Mets era.
1: Yeah, I think I think you nailed it. There's, uh, there was another point that you made that I want to touch upon that, that could be a little bit of an issue. So DeGrom has been the guy for nine years, right? He's the guy. He's the mainstay. Well, strategically, they chose not to start him game one. Right. A little bit of a disrespectful kind of thing. And then they made Edwin Diaz, rightfully so in my opinion, their number one target. And they went out and signed him even before free agency began. Right. So another point of I guess I'm not that priority. They're not going to budge off of whatever – they said that they were going to do could have been a million different things but I I think you you touched upon the the biggest issue for me is who are these Mets now you have pretty much all of you have all of the the significant pieces gone from that 2015 year um you know Nimmo was in the organization Nito yeah you talked to Giorme. these are these are the guys that that when they were coming up, this is the team they looked up to. And now they're, they're there. Who are the Mets now? Is it, is it Lindor and Pete Alonso? Because that's who I think it is. And then you throw in Francisco Alvarez, the future. I think this is a good time for the Mets to maybe take a deep breath and reset. They are missing a future hall of famer, a Mets hall of famer, a Mets circle of honor, retired number kind of guy. Um, Nobody will put on that 48 again, I don't believe. So, uh yeah, man, I'm interested to see what these new Mets really start to stake their identity on now.
0: Yeah, and I mean, the only example that I really think of in recent times, and it's not the same because this is a position player, not a starting pitcher, but... The Nationals went through this very same thing in 2019 when Bryce Harper left after about eight years of service for them with an MVP award under his belt. And they kind of had to figure out who they wanted to be as a team, and they decided to build a dynamite rotation out of the rubble that Harper left with the money that they didn't spend on him and it ended up winning them a world series by happenstance. Uh, I'm not saying that that's the path the Mets need to take, but I'm saying, you know, you can forge your identity out of a guy that was the face of your franchise because I'm pretty sure everyone assumed the face of the Mets for a long time was Jacob DeGrom. And now it's going to be, like you said, someone like Francisco Lindor, someone like Pete Alonso, maybe someone like Francisco Alvarez, uh, who's going to be here for the foreseeable future. Um, So it's exciting and sad. And I want to read a couple more responses here. Uh, We got one on Instagram from Aiden underscore JM. Maybe that stands for John Boy Media. My brain says five years would have been a huge risk, but my soul is shaking and throwing up, which I think is pretty accurate. Uh, And that's (laughs) it. It's the soul of the Mets fan that I think is kind of getting hurt here because logically, I think the Mets probably made a decent economic decision here. $185 million, you can spend that in a lot of ways that you would have had to spend on one guy who you're not even sure would have been healthy for the full stretch run of not only the first year of the contract, but the whole contract uh, for the five years as a whole. So, I mean, the Mets are at winter meetings right now. I'm sure a lot of exciting things are going down. Hell, we might have to record maybe even again tomorrow if we get some news. Um, It's exciting, it's scary, but I'm really intrigued to see how the new era of the Mets begins next year.
1: Yeah, me too. Uh I'm excited. I'm 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 moved on from a Mets analyst standpoint to to see what they're doing because they've got a lot of question marks. They still Nimo still out there and yeah. Nimmo is being courted more so than de I bet, because he's the cream of the crop out there. Um not to mention what they're going to do in the rotation. Obviously, the two big names out there are Verlander and Rodon right now. Yeah. Um, if, I, if I'm Uncle Steve, I think I'm, I'm trying to target both of those guys.
0: Well, let me ask you this with a little bit of help from our today's sponsor, match five jerry i got a little fun a trivia for you you like that way exactly. yeah well match five is all about seeing if great minds think alike all you have to do when you play match five trivia is match answers with families and friends that's how you get points in the game there's 320 game cards that cover a variety of topics it's guaranteed fun for all ages it creates fun discussions and friendly disagreements perfect for holidays vacations and anytime you're ready for fun the topic I would go with today in match five is Jerry five pitchers. You'd want to see playing for the Mets next year. I mean, the names that come to mind for me as I write them down on my fake little card here, Justin Verlander, Carlos Rodon, Jameson Tyone is the name that got brought up. I'd like to see Taiwan Walker maybe come back. Cause I love Taiwan. A lot of names that are out on the market right now that we could potentially see in the blue and orange next year with a lot of free up money, uh, from Jacob Degrom. uh, I assume Jerry probably had the same answers as me in his fake notebook as well. Guys, if you want to go play Match 5 yourself, you can save 15% when you order now by using the coupon code JOMBOY. Order your copy of the Match5 Trivia game today at five, trivia.com and use that code Johnboy for fifteen percent off. Thank you to them for sponsoring today's
1: episode. Thank you, Master of Ceremonies there. <laughs> there's just there's just a so Nemo's Nemo's market is crazy too because There's nothing out there besides Brandon Nimmo as center fielder goes. Besides Aaron Judge. He's also been very prone to injury in his career. He's young. He's a great person, great work ethic, trending forward. I like him. I would go after him if I were on any team. But there are question marks. And the Mets still need power. And you can get power by sliding uh, Starley Marte into center, and, and getting somebody to, to do those corner outfield spots that likes to hit home runs or moving McNeil out and getting a, a second baseman or a third baseman, somebody, you need power still. You can adjust your kind of approach at the plate and not be so reliant upon on base. Um, it's an interesting approach. I still think it's, it's not like now we have to get Brandon Nemo. I don't feel that way. Um, and that's weird for me to say because I, I love him. I think he's he very well could be the face of the New York Mets for the next however long his contract is for me, because he's a lifelong met so far, he was a first rounder. we've seen him mature and blossom in front of our own eyes uh, and that's a great story yeah and easy to root for. so I, I still think there's there's pivot options out there for the New York Mets if they don't go all in on Brandon Nimmo
0: yeah I mean it's just center field is so thin in this market man I mean you have Kevin Kiermeyer outside of him Cody Bellinger got non-tendered and you could move Marte there but Marte is coming off core surgery he's gonna be 34 you know his arm still looks great but I don't know how much of a center fielder he can still be I am of the opinion that from the get-go, I wanted the Mets to bring back two of their big three. I, th- I think we both kind of figured Edwin Diaz would piece into that pretty well, and the Mets proved that by signing him basically immediately. And I think in our episode where we talked about it, I thought it was going to be DeGrom and Diaz. It turns out it's going to be Diaz and maybe no one else. Um, but in my opinion, Brandon Nemo still feels like a must for this team. He was a big piece of... A lot of key games last year he played the most games he ever had it looks like you know he really figured out how to condition his body to go that full 162 and his defense improved so much last year and you have the money now you didn't spend the money on DeGrom and I mean you're gonna spend elsewhere and you know probably blow past the luxury tax again I think Brandon Nimmo probably wants to come back I wouldn't I would be surprised if he didn't but
1: 100% of his his talk is sincerity as well yeah He wants to be back. If the Mets make a competitive offer, if they match, I imagine Brandon Nimmo's coming back. But again, if they see something out there where a team's willing to go nine years and they're like, we're at seven, you know what I mean? We can't go there. Nimmo's I don't, there's nobody on this planet that would blame him for not taking an extra two years. Not at all. Um, who knows? But I think maybe I think maybe our next episode just wrote itself in the sense that we have talked about pitching, pitching, pitching. Let's take a look at what life would look like without Brandon Nemo. Yeah. Uh, what our offense approach would be with him if we go after him? What can we do around that? And then what it would look like if we don't get him? Where should we go? Um, should we jump on that train early? and move away from Nemo and let him go out there. I, I don't think that's ever the possibility until he signs somewhere, but I would like to think about our offense stand away. Cause I've been so focused on pitching with right. Diaz and, and DeGrom and Verlander and Rodan out there. I want to think about the offense for a minute.
0: I think that's a good idea. And like you said, you don't really think about these things until they happen. You know, I think we all kind of operate under the belief that, you know, Jacob DeGrom will be back next year cause he's been a met his whole career. There's no way he could, I still can't really imagine him in a Rangers uniform. I don't know if you've tried. It doesn't it doesn't click in my brain. Um, but with Nemo, this is the kind of thing you have to prepare for because we I think we all thought DeGrom would be about three, maybe four years. He ends up getting five with maybe a six. So, I mean, for Nemo, you kind of have to expect that five years is probably not going to get it done. You're looking at a six, a seven, maybe even an eight-year contract for a guy who's just going to turn 30 years old.
1: And we, we've explained what's out there on the market. He might even get something crazier, a nine-year deal. I mean, you nuts. know what I mean? It, it might be – it's not out of the realm of possibilities because he is so far clear-cut above everybody else in that class of center fielders.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, plus, he brings a uni- unique set of skills with his on-base percentage. Even though his, his on-base percentage was down last year, I think everybody still sees him as a great on-base guy.
0: I agree. And I mean – One last name floated out there before we kind of wrap up today's show. Uh, Brian Reynolds is on the trading block. So the only possible way to kind of match that center field production outside of Judge, which I don't think is going to happen, is a guy like Brian Reynolds that you could trade for, although the Pirates don't really seem like they want to. Uh, The Mets, I'm sure, are thinking about all these things they've expressed that they want to pull off some trades this offseason instead of just burning the books again. But Brandon Nimmo, I would very much like to see. Come back to the Nights next uh Mets next year for sure.
1: Yeah, me too. Uh I mean Brian Reynolds, he said he's on the trading block. I don't yeah, think sure. that's <laughs> true. Uh he's got a lot of team control left. Yeah. Um I think he's got two years left.
0: Maybe even three. I'm Maybe not sure.
1: A possible three. But he had he had two sixty last year. Uh he had a down year comparatively. i again, surrounding yourself.
0: Might be a good time to buy low.
1: With, yeah, with minimal talent um, surrounding him, he's going to be targeted different. But he's a switch-hitting outfielder. Uh, that would be... That'd be fun. Uh, I mean, he's got 25-plus home runs. That's a that's a significant way. But who are you trading, Ronnie Mauricio?
0: I guess we'll have to save that discussion topic for next time, <laughs> Jerry. Maybe you took the words uh, out of my mouth.
1: Uh, uh, that was good i like it
0: all right guys uh keep your head up high the off is gonna be exciting there's more moves to come we'll be back probably soon knowing that the mets are probably gonna be active in the next few days yeah
1: that's what i mean this is this is the era of steve Cohen. this is the era of oh no the it, the mets missed out on degrom it's over no everybody feels the same it's like all right now what are they gonna do because yeah. they're gonna they're gonna do as my friend ross Geller says they're gonna pivot <laughs> uh and they're gonna go figure out something to do so i'm excited to see and we know it's not gonna be nothing
0: yeah i think that's a so good note to
1: leave that on we know it's not gonna be nothing so
0: we'll see you guys soon uh and uh make sure you follow us on our socials, Shay underscore station we love you uh um, wait
1: did you want to shout out the yes the thank yeah, you for okay. Me. yeah okay i want to give
0: Thing. Some quick love to our guy, I'm the Owens, who I re- listens to every episode, re- responds to all our stuff. We asked people how they were feeling about the DeGrom news. Thank you for reminding me. I almost forgot about this. Uh, poor I'm the Owens. The news broke during his wedding. A lifelong Mets fan had the news that Jacob DeGrom left the Mets during his wedding, he said, I think it actually softened the blow since I was distracted. It sucks, but I wish him the best and hope he's healthy, but just a little less good than when he was in Met, which I, I can respect a lot. Uh, I hope he you're doing well, man. I hope and you're doing His wife
1: okay. are Mets fans, correct? <laughs> what did you say? He and his wife are Mets fans, right? I believe right?
0: so. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a pair of Mets fans over there.
1: Oh, so they consoled each other on their honeymoon. As yeah, they, I know. They I hope the cry. honeymoon's not
0: ruined. Yeah, you brought that up before. I hope you guys still in fun. Trust
1: me, they'll be distracted. <laughs>
0: But yeah, sending our regards to you, my man. Hope you're doing okay. Thanks for and, being a loyal uh, listener. Yeah, to all Mets fans. Hope you guys are doing okay. It'll be a fun
1: offseason. season.
0: Let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. And we got to change the outro now because I had Degrom calling it.
1: Is this it? This will be the uh, the final final errand. I guess so. Yeah, this will be the final. Yeah, we'll round. do it like that.
0: See you soon, LG.
1: LFU. Alonzo to his left, flipped to the ground at the bottom.